0: Hey guys, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hemel Javeri. It is Friday, the Friday before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl! Super Bowl excitement. Uh, And joining me today is our managing editor, Nina Mandel. Who is super excited for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Mostly for like all of
1: the junk food we're gonna have in this office because that's what we've been planning all day long charles curtis and i have been just like planning the super bowl menu i know there's a game and everything but like nachos man
0: wait have you really yeah there will be
1: vegetarian food don't
0: worry oh my god do you do, wait i hesitate to ask this question because i don't want to know the answer but do you need me to bring anything
1: no i think we're good <laughs>
0: <laughs> because people will always say oh just." I will say, oh, can I bring anything? And then invariably, it comes time for me to bring something. And I'm like, last minute before I go to their house, running by Giant and picking up just like a terrible package of cookies. And it's just, it's always a mess.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of things that you're really great at. And I know that your sister cooks everything for you. So I just, we got it.
0: I know. I want to be like, so if you need me to bring something, give me a couple of days heads up and I'll let my sister know. I'll
1: just DM her on Twitter. Yeah. (laughs) whatever she wants to make us is great
0: (laughs) um so yeah speaking of hype around the super bowl i think that charles and steven who had a show on tuesday have been really good at kind of breaking down the ins and outs of the the matchup but but what are some of the exciting things exciting stories that have been happening around the super bowl because it's been just a full week of super bowl mania about everything that's tangential to the game and not about the game actually at all
1: yeah, I mean, I think that the build up to the Super Bowl is one of the most ridiculous and fun things that there is. And one of the things that I think is really fun is that it's in Minnesota. And Minneapolis has, at least from my experience, some of the nicest people in the entire world. They're so 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 nice. But they're also a little heartbroken. So seeing them like try to, you know, navigate being the nice people that they naturally are with the heartbroken Vikings fans that they are right now is I think really entertaining. And one really funny story is that the Eagles were apparently trying to get dinner reservations and just none of the restaurants would take them oh my earlier God. this week. <laughs> um <laughs> so I mean it that's you know that's the height of people being mean. That's really not that bad. What well, about for
0: you? Um well, I mean going back to the Minnesota thing, I have never been to to Minnesota, but I've heard that everybody there is, you know, excruciatingly polite like they are in the Midwest. Um But I actually had a chance to chat with Minnesota Wild forward Zach Brise the other day, and he was doing interviews on Radio Row. And he very much, and this is, like you said, just one of the nicest people out there, like not even just nice for a hockey player or a professional athlete, but just like a nice human being. And even he was like, oh, man, like you could tell from his voice that he was trying to be very, you know, uh, polite and positive, but it still really stung for them. So, yeah, I totally understand that.
1: And Stefan Diggs is out there doing all these interviews on Radio Row, which if anybody doesn't know what that is, it's kind of the media madness for the week before the Super Bowl. And he's doing all these interviews, and I can't imagine just having to relive over and over and over again the brilliant catch that actually, you know, didn't get them to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's
0: brutal. I do feel bad for them. I'm sorry, Vikings fans. You guys missed out on, like, a great opportunity. But kudos to them for, you know, hanging tough and just kind of embracing it for what it is. Um, And I would say that they're actually have every right to kind of uh, push back against Eagles fans for what it's worth. I would do the same. Um, So I have been in kind of a hockey bubble. I just got back from the NHL All-Star game, which was awesome and a lot of fun. It was very short. It was only two days, but it was still long enough that I feel a little disconnected from all of the Super Bowl hype that's happening. But one story that did filter down to me in that bubble um, that's, I think, probably the silliest story around this is the clip from... Tom versus time, the documentary short that's happening about Tom Brady, where there's a scene where his son, you know, kisses him on the lips and it's causing, I would say a lot of faux outrage.
1: Yeah. I've noticed, and this is, this isn't the only controversy to come from this, um, Facebook series that they're doing, but Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the most sort of like you guys have really lost everything that there is to talk about. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's really, I mean, it's an absence of perspective. It's Super Bowl week and everybody's hunting for stories. And this is one of the stories. Um, If you haven't seen the clip or haven't heard about this, there is a scene Where his son, you know, kisses him on on the lips and his son, I think, is at 11 or something like that. I just want to say that you have to understand culturally, there's all kinds of different things. And it's like a kid kissing his dad. There's nothing wrong with it, nothing weird about it. And I've seen so much Internet content around it um, that it's felt like we've. Uh, jump the shark for for Super Bowl page views right now
1: <laughs> definitely and I do feel like one thing that should be brought up about Tom Brady's kids was the Boston radio host who got oh, suspended yeah. from WEI for insulting his I think she's an eight-year-old his pretty tiny daughter and I just I don't know how we get to the point in our lives where we think that like going after a kid even if she might seem sort of annoying in a Facebook clip which I saw the Facebook clip and she seemed like a pretty average behaving kid um it's pretty ridiculous
0: just let me say that kids are never not annoying. I love kids and I have great nieces, but I feel like nine times out of 10, you're going to get kids and they're going to be annoying. Like that's just how little kids are. So yeah, that's, that's been pretty ridiculous. Um, And you never go after kids.
1: Right. Even, and there's been all this stuff about how he's pretty young and, and I get that. And I, I mostly get that we all say really stupid things sometimes. And that stinks, you know, that mm-hmm. that's something that I'm sure he's just like, oh man, I really wish I wouldn't have said it. And Tom Brady himself was like, I hope he doesn't, lose his job over this I think Tom Brady's handled it really well but yeah why just don't go after the kids
0: so is Tom Brady coming out of this like 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 a good guy we have talked about this a lot Ted Berg who used to host the show and myself have kind of gone after Brady and I don't want to say gone after but we have made our personal feelings pretty well known um has has that has it shifting is like Tom Brady coming out as 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 the good guy here
1: I think definitely in this case, I mean, I think, you know, I think there's a lot to be said about Tom Brady, but I don't think anyone's questioned that he's a great family guy, or at least from the outside, you know, we never know uh, people's. Lives behind the curtains but at least from the outside he seems like from all the stories and everything we see like a great dad and a great family guy and I think whenever you go after someone's family it's something that everyone can kind of yes you know get around supporting you for that Um,
0: yeah I have no problem going after Tom Brady for anything that he does on the field or or whatever but uh, he seems like a decent family dude even if he refuses to give his kids ice cream I mean that's that's fine they have avocado (laughs) ice cream that's true avocado ice ice cream um.
1: Also, to be fair, my parents tried to n- have us not eat sugar for like the first part of our lives. I- no I mean, way. Well, and then they moved from they lived in Syracuse and then they moved to the south. And like that was that was the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm, my nieces get uh, whatever. They don't have soda. They're not allowed to have soda. That's the only thing. And she's six and one of them is six and the other one is four. Um and soda is a no no, but man, it's a free for all as far as candy and and sweets are concerned. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) So whatever. Arbitrary one day. (laughs) I know, arbitrary (laughs) distinction, but who knows. Um before we move on to our next topic, I want to take a minute and talk about our sponsor, Mattress Firm. Let's keep the ball rolling, shall we? Everyone knows how important stretching is before an event. So does mattress firm. Except it's your dollar. Your budget stretches further when you're shopping at America's neighborhood mattress store. It's a true home run and you'll have a ball. They're the head coaches when it comes to mattress expertise, but know this, they are more than mattress experts. They have a game plan that helps you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor. They'll have you literally and figuratively covered up like your favorite cornerback. Go to mattressfirm.com podcast to see what deals are happening. They even offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. Talk about a one-two punch, a knockout, if you will. Score big with a perfect bed. Head to mattressfirm.com podcast to get the play-by-play on how you can monumentally improve your sleep today, tonight, and tomorrow. What else is out there?
1: So I think one of the things that is a little sadder, and I don't want to put a damper on Super Bowl, is there is a really powerful uh, op-ed in the New York Times today from the wife of Rob Kelly, who was a longtime NFL player, um, just talking about how her husband is just a ghost of himself. And one of the really powerful lines is about how, and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not going to say but it's every time we cheer these hard hits, you have to remember that that person could be getting one step closer to Alzheimer's or one step closer to all these other horrible diseases that football players um, have been getting as a result of repeated hits to the head. And for me, it just sort of reminded me that as we're cheering on the Super Bowl, that this sport can do better and that we need more research to make it safer. And that every time we're cheering for someone We have to remember that they're a person, too, and they're not just there to entertain us.
0: Yeah. And what happens on the field has far reaching and sometimes devastating consequences years and years down the line. Um, Her piece in The New York Times is really is really terrifying. Um, It's. It's, she talks about this face group, Facebook group that she's in, which is a group of uh, former NFL wives or current NFL wives' girlfriends who are dealing with uh, the repercussions of this. And uh, she says, one of the things that struck me is that it's so widespread because we only hear about a handful of cases. And she's saying like, no, this is way more widespread than we actually think. Um, and I think that this goes back to what we all feel about football what's become really prevalent these days is that we can't watch this game in a vacuum right like we have to be aware of the impact that it has on people's bodies on their minds and there's nothing wrong with sharing it and embracing it and getting into the spirit of it but we would be doing the game a disservice if we didn't actually think about the consequences of of what's happening so that to me i think was really powerful and, uh, you know, and this is another story. Giselle tried to uh, talk. Uh, I forget who who she talked to about Jay it. Jay Feely. She tried to be like, maybe you can talk to my husband about retiring. I don't know how much. Ver- I don't know how true that report is. I don't know how sh- serious she was. But uh, it's definitely a concern that people have.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think for me, too, it reminds me of that when we're talking about there's so many player protests or discussions around player protests that. These people just aren't there to entertain us. You know, they're full people with, you know, thoughts and opinions and lives and families and health issues. And so when we're telling them to just keep it all on the football field, you know, I think we need to think about what we're asking them to do when we ask them just to be football players.
0: Yeah, they're not just here for our entertainment. Um, What else?
1: Oh, so there's happier stories, right? Um, so one of my, this is an awkward transition.
0: No, I mean, it's true. It's, I I told you, like, I don't like looking at this in a vacuum. I feel like it's irresponsible. So I'm glad you brought that up.
1: But... Yeah. But on a happier note, there yeah. is one of my favorite viral videos that I saw today is this Philadelphia Eagles fan who had um, her wisdom teeth taken out. And I think anybody who's had their wisdom teeth taken out knows or surgery, you know, you come out. And you're a little loopy and you say like really weird stuff. I like lectured my surgeons about turtle when I, but anyways. <laughs> um, so she comes out and she thinks that she missed the Super Bowl and so she's crying to her mom that she missed it and then her mom says, no you didn't miss it, it's on Sunday. And she says well can I go? <laughs> <laughs> and they just go no. back and forth and finally she, you know, she's just crying about how much she loves the Eagles and she goes, well they're my sisters and her mom who just thinks this is hilarious goes well they're men she just says they're my brothers, <laughs> And it is, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on For the Win. It's all over the internet. It is one of the greatest videos that I've seen in the lead up to the Super Bowl.
0: That's a true fan. Yeah. That's a true fan. She's just coming out of her her days, her drug-induced days, and is like, but wait, did I miss the Super Bowl?
1: <laughs> and just the crying, and then she's worried that her tears are going to drown her mom. <laughs> well, that's
0: so funny. So good. Um, what are you most looking forward to in this matchup?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, and I think that's something that we hope for every year, but I think that's especially true this year. I think the Eagles are a really interesting team. I think it's fun to watch Nick Foles, who, you know, was the mm-hmm. Eagles backup quarterback who wasn't supposed to be there and who's kinda of just bounced around in the league a lot, get to be the Super Bowl quarterback. Like that's that's awesome. And I think, you know, watching Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were watching probably the Twilight. Um I'm not saying like it's gonna be over soon, but it's gonna be over. Sooner rather than later, you know the greatest one of the greatest coaching quarterback combos of all time. So I think it will be a lot of fun. What are you looking forward to?
0: Um, The halftime show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I said, I mean, I'm a I'm a hockey person, so it's not that I'm not invested in this game, but for me, I definitely enjoy everything that's peripheral to the Super Bowl. To me, it's the spectacle that I find more entertaining. Um, not that the game isn't good, but I think last year was probably the best Super Bowl game that we're ever going to get. <laughs> and I, so it's it's hard. Unless you're a Falcons fan. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're a Falcons fan. Um, so it's kind of hard to, to place it on that level. But I'm, you know, I I think that the Justin Timberlake halftime show is definitely going to be a spectacle in itself, uh, good or bad.
1: Um, do you think he's going to have Janet come back?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. I think that if they're smart, they'll figure out some way to get her back to make up for what happened the last time they performed, where he kind of ripped her shirt off without telling her that he was going to do it. Um, So you would think that 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 would happen. But it's also really hard to keep that a secret.
1: Do you think InSync's going to be there? Even though he keeps saying that they're not, and even Jennifer Toner says that they're not.
0: No. Also, I'm not really a big InSync fan. I would hope to God that they don't do InSync. Sorry, I can nobody see nobody how-
1: can see this right now, but I'm giving Hemel the meanest look ever because I just don't understand how you can not.
0: Yeah, uh, I. A view. That, that was-, was a huge stink eye from from <laughs> Nina. <laughs>
1: The other conspiracy theory, not conspiracy theory, but special guest theory that I love is that Britney Spears will come back. And, like, that's clearly not happening. But that would also be pretty amazing.
0: That would be pretty amazing. I'm always just rooting for a surprise Beyonce appearance.
1: <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> yeah, just, I could live with that.
0: <laughs> just bring out Beyonce. That would be great. Uh, Pink is doing the national anthem. And it, also, oh, the commercials. Yeah. There's, there's probably going to be... There's just so much. It's like every second of Super Bowl coverage is packed. Uh, And uh, as always, I'm sure there will be a lot to discuss with the commercials as well.
1: What do you need to make a good commercial? Like, what makes it good for you?
0: We, Michelle Martinelli and I were talking about this earlier today is that last year there was so much emphasis, like, placed on pathos in commercials. Like, everything was moving and sentimental and was kind of going to rip your heart out. But to me, a good commercial is funny. Mm -hmm. It's got to have a very good punchline. And we missed that a lot last year. So... Um, we'll see if they do that again this year.
1: I hope there's. I think you're right because, you know, I think most people during the Super Bowl are drinking or at least, you know, you have yeah. a lot of high emotions and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, now I'm really
0: sad. Yeah. And i it's like, <laughs> so cool. oh, now I'm super depressed. Thanks, Budweiser. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but This Is Us. So I don't watch This Is Us, but I've heard on the internet, which oh, is a yeah. very reliable place. Well, I think Mandy Moore said it on the Today Show today, that the This Is Us episode is going to be really emotional after the Super Bowl, which is just mean. It's okay. It's just mean. So
0: I'm not going to spoil anything for people who watch This Is Us and might not have seen the spoiler that's out there about This Is Us. I read the spoiler and... Woo boy <laughs> it is like if you're really excited about the super bowl and whoever wins just do yourself do yourself a favor dvr this is us and then watch it a couple of days later because it's a total it's supposed to be a total downer
1: yeah and then jimmy fallon's gonna be on after that so i just like go like yeah you know clean up your super bowl party and then watch jimmy fallon <laughs> like not be really sad not one. be really yeah. sad
0: i totally agree um all right well sunday's gonna be super exciting we're really looking forward to whatever happens nina thank you so much for joining us
1: thanks for having me
0: thank you guys for listening and we will see you on tuesday bye bye